0: Okay, we're continuing the Erukha and we are in the Inyan of Miser Ksafim And we are now going to, last time we talked about how you figure out uh, profits and when you chajmin, different things for Miser. And now we are going to talk about what you do with your Miser money. What do you do with your miser money? So we're going to start on page 30. Page 30 is... Shulchan Aruch, Reish Memtes, Hilchah Stakah, which we saw last time as well. We saw... Um, we saw about... Uh, this was the shear of how much to give staka. You give what the Ani needs. You give 20%. You give 10%. Um, And then the Ramah here says if you look at the top line of the Ramah there's Ali if you look at the top line of the Ramah he says You shouldn't use your for a mitzvah You shouldn't use it to you know, provide candles for the shul. It's a mitzvah, but that's not what maaser money is for, or for other mitzvahs. Rak yitnulanim. They should go taniyim. So that is the Ramah quoting the Ma'ril. we're on page uh, thirty, top of page thirty. So if we look here at the taz on the right hand side, he says, rak yitnulanim. And for sure, you can't pay your taxes with miser money, which seems to be a little ridiculous. I mean, at least you know, at least if you, uh, at least if you um, giving neighbors to the basic nazis is a mitzvah, since one is taxes a mitzvah. So the Taz speaks out. Even though the Gemara in the beginning of Basra says next of the Gemara says over there, if a person doesn't give the amount of money he's supposed to give to Tzedakah, so Hashem makes the Goyim come and take it as taxes. And, but still, Hashem considers it, even though they took it forcefully, Hashem considers, gives you credit as if you gave Tzedakah. And they have to see the Gemara over there, So there is some aspect of being forced to pay taxes that has some aspect Tzedakah to it but says the Taz, it's called paying up your debt from Tztaka money, so even if there's some type of aspect of Tztaka, you do not, it doesn't work. Te da'abri yara'i says, zon The Gemara over there in Ksuba says that, there's a Pasuk over there that says a person could do Tztaka at all times, so one of the uh, examples the Gemara gives is someone who provides um, who, who supports his young children you're doing constant staka so just because that's a mitzvah doesn't mean you are allowed to use miser for it and it's interesting the Taz is saying you can't even have such a thought to have a mina, that you can use your miser money to support your children I that's a mitzvah so you see just because something is a mitzvah doesn't make it that um, and even if it's stucker for that matter it doesn't make it that it is um, it is you could use your Meiser money so and we're going to talk about that a little bit later but now continues the task let's say you want to buy mitzvahs in shul with your Meiser money nirili says the task Din bishas knias ha-mitzvahs al Zeshari. If when you had it, when you were bidding on the mitzvahs, you had in mind you're going to use miser money, it's mutter. Because the money does go to stuck. it's going to the show. So you say, one second, you're getting some benefit out of it, because you're going to get the covet of giving someone an aliyah. There's no problem getting side benefits out of your tzedakah. You always have a choice where to give it. That's not a problem. But let's say you bid and you did not have in mind to use my sir. And then all of a sudden you said to yourself, Oh, you got the bill. You said, Oh, I might as well use my sir money. No. Then that's a debt you have. You're not allowed to pay up your debts from my sir money. So if you bought it, having a mind to use miser money, so then it was not a debt that you owed that now you want to use miser money. That's how you set up the system. Says the Taz, that's okay. Okay, yeah, uh, So we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. So that is what he says. Then he brings, V'kasa Bejrisha, the Tshuvas Harav Haravra Menachem, you're allowed to use miser money for the schus of becoming the sanduk. In those days, people wanted a sanduk, so you went and you bid on the, the schus of being the sanduk, paid for the meal, whatever you did. So that's a mitzvah, you're allowed to do that. Or you want to be the one to bring the chas into a chuppah, you could use the money for that. You want to buy svarim to learn from them. That's a mitzvah. Lend it to other people to learn. That's also a mitzvah. So says the Merin Rav Menachem. So he says you're allowed to use miser um, money for these mitzvahs if you did not have don't have the ability to do the mitzvah without using the miser money. And you wouldn't have done it if you don't if you're not using the miser money, so Rabbi Menachem here is qualifying a little bit, and it might not be it, not, it might not be like a um a a stira to the taz in the beginning, and at least it's the way it seems from the taz he doesn't seem to say he's arguing on him and the basic idea here is there's two steps to this: could I use miser money for a mitzvah so Rabbi Menachem says you could. But, he says, only if you are not able to do it with your own money, and you wouldn't have done the mitzvah if you didn't have the miser money. Then the taz is coming along in the beginning, and he's saying something more than that. He's saying, but if when you went and bought it immediately, you had in mind to use the miser money, then you're allowed to do it. Then you're allowed to do it. Now, Benir Ali, the famous taz, he says, ba- Kshakayna sefer, if you use Maiser money to buy svarim, you have to write in the safer it was bought with Maiser money. So your children should know that it's not their inheritance. It belongs to Maiser money, which means it's for you to learn from, people to learn from, lend it to people, because you're using it for a mitzvah. You're not, it's not a personal buying. You're buying a safer to learn, but not just to accumulate Sfarim. So that is the Taz. So the question is here, does the Taz argue on the Ramah? The Ramah says, Ein mitzvah. You don't use it for, 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 a, for, a, for a dvar mitzvah. Rather rakit You give it to poor people. The Taz seems to say that you can't. The Taz seems to say that you can't. So now, if we look in the Ber HaGoyla, all the way on the top left side there, the Ber HaGoyle qualifies the um, the Ramah. And he says, when the Ramah said the words, Dvar Mitzvah, don't use money, Pirush Shebelav hachi Mechuyiv Al-Koponim Mitzvah zu. It's talking about a mitzvah that you're obligated to do. You're to buy Dalad Minim. person has to buy Dalad Minim. You can't use your Maisha money to buy Dalad Minim. That's a mitzvah. That's an obligation. That ain't a rasha. So the is qualifying the Maril, the Maril, the Ramah, quoting the Maril seems very straight. No mitzvahs, only aniyim. Says the Beragolus. No, 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 no. Of course you could do mitzvahs. Mitzvahs that you're obligated that you can't use it for because you're not allowed use maaser money for obligations. And who had din? He would L'Chairah agree to the Taz that if you had in mind when you're buying the Aliyah, which is not an obligation to use it, you can't. He might agree to the Taz as well that if you already bought it and you owe the money, now you decide to use Miser, that you can't do. Now, the only question is, the only question is, um, the only question is, Okay, so so that's 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 the baragaylo. Now it's just is there an interesting Rabbi Kivayger here? Rabbi Kivayger wants to say if you look down uh, on the uh, right there on the right side, Hagayis Rabbi Kivayger. So he's going on the Tazu says if he had it in mind. So he says the Aitalze Ashari uvishla the Shla says a shnichel chumra. Cause of the mikalmakim who meisiv lita yaisim mechaveray eni yachalite meisiv shle rakishir Let's say you're bidding, right? And someone bid $100. So you bid $120, right? So how much of that $120? You win. How much of that $120 could you use for my money? Even if you had in mind the Chatkila. So Rukivag wants to say, well, listen, $100 the Shul was getting anyways because the other guy would have won. So what did you really add on? You only added on $20. So that $20 you could get from miser money. But the 100 that your friend anyways was going to give, you didn't cause the shul to gain any more money because they would have got it from him. It's a shtick chiddush, Rabbi saying. And it's a chumrah a little bit. That means to say if you're bidding for aliyahs, you have to know what the last guy bid before you bid when you win and only the difference that you're allowed to use miser money for. That's a chumrah. Again, not everyone follows this, but it's an interesting thing. Go high right away. Go hide right, away. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, be the only bidder. <laughs> okay, so now look down in the pischei and the pischei shuva. Um, in sivkatan Bays, ayin berhetiv. So the berhetiv quoted the whole taz, and then he says uluchayro hayanira de maril umerin rabbanachem pligi it sounds like the Maril and Marein Rav Menachem that the Taz quoted that you're allowed to use it for balbris or for Chosin or for svarim. Like we said, it at, at first glance they argue with each other. So this is what we said. At first glance, it looks like the Rama and the Taz argue, but the Beragayla tells us that they don't argue. But Ayin Shuvas uh, Chasam Soifer Shikasav the Ber Hagayla Shogabazir Chasam Soifer argues and says no the Ber made a mistake. Why he brings a raya the Maril Nunvav Shum the The Ber was very focused on the words dvar mitzvah, and therefore he said when the Maril said, Dvar mitzvah he means a mitzvah you're obligated in. Says the Chasam Soifer that's not the punchline. The punchline is not the bar mitzvah. The punchline is the last three words of the Rama: "Ragit nulaniem." That's the punchline. It's got to go to So that the is saying is incorrect in saying Pshat in the Rama, but he says like this: "Abu Mikolma But I could still make Shalom between the Maril and the Tats. Why? The Maril, the Rama, myrish hinik Shalish Palmim Lafrish Mitzemir Rebach Shaloi L'situl the Maril and the Ramar are talking about how do you start off your Meiser? You started off three times, you took off Meiser and you gave it to Anim. So that means to say your concept of Meiser is your nether of Meiser, that's why three times, because we said in the first year, all oh, Meiser is really, lufi you many is only a minig and a nether. So my nether was to give to Anim. So the Maril and the Ramar are talking about if you started off your Meiser career, Giving to Aniyim, so then you're right, you can't use it for mitzvahs anymore. Because that's how you started off. So from then on, it has to go to Aniyim. And therefore, you can't use it for mitzvahs, even mitzvahs you're not mitzvahs, like candles for shoal. That's not an obligation. Why? Because you set up your meisr system to go to Aniyim but let's say you started off and this is again the whole thing with Meister we've said this a few times already that the Chavetz the Chaim said you should say bli And and uh, we said um, I forgot, we said Nagatu to something else as well um, what was it Negeat to? we said to something else as well that if you started off doing it that way I can't remember what we said it about already last time we said it Maybe it was Nagia, to How you make your Um How you make your cheshbainas. I can't remember. Um, if, if the losses offset the prophet's offset, offset losses. This is the thing. Since it's a nether and a minig, the way you started off, you could, so to speak, you know, set up your system. So therefore he says, if when you started off, you had in mind or you made a t'nai that you're going to use maizr money for a dvar mitzvah, so then moizam aril, a menachem. So the Rama, the Maru will agree. You could use it for a mitzvah, like Rav Meiner of Benachem says. So that is that is the machlekas here about using it for for mitzvahs. Okay. So now nowadays, most people, whether they know it or not, if they know this halacha, when they start off their maaser career, this is what they should do. They should have in mind that they're doing it for using it for the bar mitzvah. La most people nowadays, the Stam is, their understanding is, they could use it for the var Mitzvah. Many people bid using meiser money and do Mitzvahs with meiser money. And therefore, it's really an understood thing. I'm not sure even to do it with Itznai beferish, like the Sam Saif is saying. Because I, I, my understanding has been from speaking to Rabbanim, you know, over the years, is that's really like the Stam. Most people think that this is what you're allowed to do, so that's why they do it. Now, whether you're allowed to do it or not, we just saw as a big, maybe a big machlaikas. But once Sam Seifert says that you could establish it this way, I think most people are established this way. Now, there's a very interesting Tzitz Eliezer who throws a curveball into this as well. And um, he, he is um, also coming here with the Maril and the Taz. Um, And he says like this. He says... Well, let me just see where I'm going over here. Um, He says there might be a difference... There might be a difference in the type of mitzvah that you're doing. Um, For example... There's the mitzvah the Ramah quoted, Neiras Lebeis aknesis. Okay, Neiris Lebeis aknesis. That goes to the shul. Um, or Shard dvar mitzvah. That's you by using money for a mitzvah. But who's getting the money? Is a poor person getting that money? Lavdafka. Shul's not a poor person. Shul's not an ani. It's a mitzvah to support a shul. It's not an ani. So the Maril carefully said, you can't use his miser for a dvar mitzvah like ne'ris Lebeis HaKnesis or shahr mitzvah rak yitznu la'anim. So says the Tzitz Eliezer that, that when Reiner of Menachem said that you could use the Maiser money for what? To be a Ba'bris? La'achnis chasen l'chuppah. He says that that is referring to where the money is going to go to Tzedakah. The guy's poor is making the bris. He's an Ani. So how are you supporting him? By buying the schus to be a sandak. The same thing with the chasen. So the Tzitz Eliezer is saying... You can't use it for a mitzvah. It has to be a mitzvah that it's going to go to Anim. That's what the Maril means. So there's a very big nafkamina here. For example, if you have a mitzvah that you're not mechuyev to do, if you have a mitzvah that you're not mechuyev to do, so according to the Berah you're able to use Meisar money for that mitzvah. Right? Even if it doesn't go to Anim. And he's saying everybody agrees to that. But the Tzitzeliezer is saying, no, it's not true. The only way you're able to use miser money for a mitzvah is if it will also go to Aniyam. It has to end up in Aniyam's pockets. Um, so that is another uh, uh, twist here. Now if you look on page 32, the Chavetz Chaim brings this Machleikas and he's not really Machriya. If you look, we we'll read through it quickly. Veda the kashva achraynim, the yochel achnis chasim v'kal luchupis meis meiser. Im loy haycholus biyali l'asam mitzvah builti zeh. That was a Nachem. V'chein angiagavni is balbris al the svarim. And he says you have to write the so on and so forth. V'yeshem a fact in mikol zeh. Some people disagree. I in b'piskei tshuva b'shalem chasam seifer. Some seifer in 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 Yisaid. Disagrees. He just said you could get out of it by making a tsunai. Um, then he says, But let's say you're the balbris and the father of the baby is poor and now you're supporting him. He can't make a bris. And also the Chassan and kala are poor. And it's the same thing with the Svarim. So what the Tzitz Eliezer said is pshat, the Chavetz Chaim is saying everybody will agree to. In other words, the Tzitz Eliezer said that's pshat in, in the Taz and the, and the Ramah. The Chavetz Chaim saying there's a machlaikis. But in a case where there's aniam, everybody should agree. He's not saying like the Tzitz Eliezer's pshat, he's just saying that everyone agree in that case. Um... And he says, if you want to buy aliyas from Maiser, again, if the money is going to Aniyam, there's Ainla l'achmer Lakulayama. Um, because again, once it's going to Aniyam, everybody should agree. Now again, we are under the assumption that either you're able to use it for a mitzvah, um, especially a mitzvah you're not mechuyav in, and like the Chassam Cipher says, if you made that tonight, you could use it for mitzvahs, everybody will agree. Now, on page 33, the sefert Stocko Mishva Rabloi asks a question. You can't use Meiser money to buy yourself an Eserik. Why? That's a mitzvah. You can't use it. But what happens if you want to use Meiser money to buy a more Mohoder Eserik? I would pay $100 for an Eserik. That I can't use Maiser. But now I'll pay $50 extra, get a beautiful Eserik. $50 should come from mycer. So he says... He looks, if you see on the left side of page 33, You bought a kosher asrig from regular money. But now you want to add on a mohuder. It's, you're not obligated. Only things you're obligated. You're obligated to buy a kosher asrig. You don't have to buy extra mahuder. Then he brings the maram Shikh, doesn't want you to. It says no. Then he says a few lines later. Shuvri be safe erech shy liyardea shalak kasav shalei motzim furish b'zer elanir eloy apia mabur barachayim shemichuiv loisiv shlishli hidur mitzvah. The erech Shai says the whole sugi on arachayim simon tavreish nonvav that there's an obligation to add on a third for a hidder mitzvah imkei navi So if you have an obligation. So that's a davar Now that's a whole sugya over there. You have to look over there in Tefration and Vav and look and look at the Mishabura. It's Machalikis reshainim. What exactly that third is? What does that mean? What's the case? Is it in size? Is it in price? Is it before when you have two in front of you? What exactly are the gedarim of that? But whatever that is, it might be a davar But like he says. But if you already have the esrog, for example, now you want to trade it in—that no one's mechayv you to do, even if Hidr mitzvah. And that's why he doesn't go by esrog because it's not so common. But let's say he says you already have tefillin and you want to switch them in for more mahudar tefillin. That's the sugya of trying to understand what this hider Mitzvah Shlish is. So he says, You would be, because since it's not an obligation, whatever is not an obligation, you could use Mitzvah money. Now if you go to page 34, there's a famous chuva for a mashe. This is an interesting chuva. This was the hall of a yeshiva where obligating the teachers, the rabbeim, to come to the dinner and to pay for it too. So... The Rebbeim Epis didn't want to go, you know. Um, they say, um, um, we can't afford it, and so on and so forth. So he goes back and forth, and, um, and then also they, they said, okay, maybe, but they said the school says if the Rebbeim don't come, how's that going to look for, the, for, the, for everybody else? So they said, maybe they should come and they shouldn't eat, then they won't have to pay. He says, that's not so good either. The, the people they are not eating, they are say they don't trust the Heksher. Right? The Rebbeim don't trust the Heksher. And then we're having a dinner. So fine. So um, in that last paragraph, there on the left, where Moshe says, And now I'm handling the moment. It's not worth fighting about. I'm giving you an eight. So it's not worth fighting how much money is it already? So you say, "But if you still say it's a hard thing, you can't afford it." Re-Mesh says, "Listen, the amount of money that you would have had to spend on your supper at home, that's like a Sheba Shabahaiva. That you can't use Meister money for. You can't use Meister money for household expenses. That's your own expenses. So if it would have cost you $15 to eat supper at home. So $15, that you would have to pay anyways. But the dinner costs $100. Ah, you're getting in the dinner uh, prime rib, and you're getting uh, dessert, and you're getting soup, all the things you never get at home anyways. But you didn't ask for that. I don't need that. At home, I spend $15 on... So Ramosha says, if the dinner's $100... And you would spend $15 for supper at home, $85 could come from Meiser money. That extra amount, he says, you could take from Meiser. He's being very strong with the guy. You have a good time, you this. But you have people who are involved in the Yeshiva, supporting the Yeshiva, helping the Yeshiva. Don't fight with them. Do it. Try to go as best as I. Ah, you have a problem with the money. I have a it for you, so you take off your mice money and and shalom yourself So that's this is a very famous ramaisa that many people use when you go to a dinner and you you know you you support a yeshiva, you support a shul, you support a school. So you give an ad three hundred sixty dollars. It gets you two seats to the dinner, right? So how much of that three hundred sixty dollars could you take off from your ma'aser? So uh, the amount of the dinner that you would have. Uh, you know, so, it's, see, that's a good question, Michal. If you're giving it as a full donation and they give you two free tickets to the dinner, could be you won't take off anything. But if you go to the dinner and the dinner is to walk in, you've got to pay $50 to walk in, right? You don't know, give an ad. You know, at the front door, you pay $50 for a dinner, but La maitsa, you would have $15 at home for dinner. You could take off the rest as, as your Maizah money. So that's another... Um, another uh, another thing of spending Meister money. So a person has a, uh, an obligation to send the child to Yeshiva, uh, I think. For, I okay, know. we're going to get there. That's the next sugya. That's the next sugya. So let's go to page 35. We're, uh, uh, we're not tonight going to get um, to, to tuition, but we're going to talk about, we're going to get there uh, today's Wednesday, and we're going to get there B'Shosham Monday in the next year. But let's look at page 35 for a moment. And this is a Halach and Ilchus is Again, we're, we're on this... We, we have this um, hanacha that whatever you're obligated to do, you can't use my money for. Right? That's, even if it's a mitzvah, you can't do it. Says the Shulchan Aruch, a person's obligated to support his children until they're six years old. That's it. After six, no problem. Even if somehow they have some Yerusha from their maternal grandfather, so there's an obligation, it seems, almost miday to support your children up to the age of six. Afterwards, there's a k'takon ad until they grow older. Now that child is, how old is that? Does that mean barabbas mitzvah? Some want to say, we'll see in a moment. The if a guy doesn't want to support them after the age of six, goyer they scream at him, machlimen isai, and they shame him, If he still doesn't want, they announce in Shul, this Pliny is cruel, he doesn't want to support his kids, he's worse than a non-kosher bird, they still uh, take care of their own children. Now, even though we shame him, we don't actually force him physically to go and feed them. But we do all type of social pressure. That's if he can't afford it. He can't afford it. But you tell listen, go get the to figure it out. So he says, no, I don't have to. It's over, They're over six years old. So we shame him into doing it. But if he has money that he is able to give we force him to feed his children over the age of six, so it sounds like here that the only obligation to support one's children is up to the age of six. After that, if he's rich enough and he could afford to support them from his staka money, he's allowed to. We make him do that. So it sounds like you'd be able to support your children over the age of six with miser money. So household expenses... For food and things like that, for children over the age of six, if you can make a khajman, it would seem from the Shulchan Aruch you're allowed to use maaser money. Now, if you look at the um, turn to page thirty-six, page thirty-six is back to the same ra- in Hilchas This is the page we saw before. It's just a little different setup. And if you look at the Berheitev there on the bottom left, so he's quoting a shach which is cut off from this page. But the Shach writes there, it's the fourth line in the Barahaitiv. To give your money, your miser money, to your older children that you don't have an obligation to feed is mutter. Fine. The Shach says, even if you could afford to feed them from, you have money to feed them. You could still use Miser money for it. So, so far we have, it sounds like, any children over the age of six, no problem. You should be able to feed them from Miser money, even if you could afford it. Even if you could afford the Shach says. Even if you have other monies that you could afford, support them, you should be able to use it. Comes along Ramiya on page thirty-seven, and this is what we'll end off for tonight. And Ramiya brings a shtickle; it makes a little knetch over here. And Ramiya says, "You know, there's another issue. There's another issue besides the obligation in shulchan Arif, that a person has to feed his children to age six. There's also an obligation Medine ksuba for a husband to support his wife's children. Now, they might be his children too." Right, but even if they're not his children, his wife's children, that's a separate halacha midine tnaik suba. the children are living with him; he has to support his wife's children. So it's not the din of chayiv lazam banu vubnaisav; it's a din in tnaik suba of feeding his wife's children. So the Rambamisha says, if you look on the bottom left uh, column, the l'chei nira, that last paragraph. So, if she's living in the house, and the father or the husband's happy for them to be there, and even if they're over six, even if they're over bar Mitzvah, it's not the norm of the place for the children to go and earn a living, remember in the olden days, you know, a kid became 10, 12 years old, you went, he let him be an apprentice, to a blacksmith, let him go to a tailor, you know, go out and work. So, if the kids are, you know, over six years old, they can't yet be Mepharnas themselves, and the father sends them out and says, you know, go take care of yourself, well, if he, we, we shame him, or we force him if he has money. But Maisha says, Nowadays, the derech is not for the children to go get their own parnasa. She <speaking> is chayeva of losen gama yisav midin mizaynis hystoi the <Hebrew> legori me archi uparchi vheim archi uparchi kvuim sheim kavam etzla. So he has an obligation to support his wife's children. And these children are his children too, in many cases. And they live with him. He can't say, no, I'm not giving you. Or Amisha says, Most people today, and especially in our country, in America, Kula now, maybe in the olden days, uh, you know, uh, people lived in other people's houses. Nowadays, families most of the time live together. When's the norm of a child going out to get a job and making his own money? You have an obligation, suba to feed the children. If the norm in their families, not even telling the place, in their families is not an age issue, it's when they're going to get married, so again, he's mechoiv until then. So says your now that I told you, you're obligated to support your children. Either until they can make their own parnasa, what the norm is, or they get married, whatever the normal is. So if you have that, um, you cannot use my money. I, the Shah, the Shach said you could. The din of the shach that says you can support your children with miser money, and in our country, if they're ready beyond what the normal is, really everybody else in their age group is out working and getting a job or married. So, really, by that age, and whatever that normal age is, either for the place or for the family, if your child is still living with you, then you're not to support him anymore. You can use mice or money. But until then, Ramayisha says you're. Aisha Chanarach says at six I'm done. Ramashah says no, that's bidin nalacha of supporting your children. There's another Tznai suba that says that you're going to support your wife's children, calls they live in your house until they become old enough to support themselves. That makes you obligated, and therefore it's not taliyim barabbas mitzvah. And there's a chazanish somewhere that says it's taliyim barabbas mitzvah. Ramashah says no. It's a talibara mitzvah. It's not tali in g'daylim. It's tali gedoilim means when they can finally support themselves. And therefore you can't use it. So Allah Maysr mo'ish is saying no. If for your regular family over the age of six, you cannot use Maysr money for their support. Um, again, the Chazanish says 12 or 13 over you could, but Mash is saying you're not. It comes to a point, comes to a point where the norm is for them to be off on their own. At that point, if they're still living in your house. You could charge them rent if you want, but even if you want to let them live there for free, but you would have a right to use the, uh, Meister money for their expenses. And we'll stop here for tonight. And Mez next time, we'll talk about um, the next obligation, which is to wish it.